Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwach. And, and this, this is, is Married to, to Hollywood. Hollywood. Where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly. About being married to each other. And the industry. Hello, my love. What up, girl? How are you? <laughs> oh, I like that. What up, girl? Uh, How are you doing, babe? I'm doing pretty well. I'm feeling pretty amped. I just got home from the gym, so I'm feeling pretty good. Feel, How are feeling you? good. How are you feeling? I am super tired, but uh, for good reason. I taught a three-hour voice masterclass today. and Well done. Thank you. Where did you teach said class? At the Anthony Gilardi Acting Studio on Melrose Avenue <laughs> in West Hollywood, California. Let's not get too specific. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. How many students did you have? Uh, I think there were 11. 11 so it was, it was a good size. We were able to do a lot of floor work. Great. And diaphragm play on the floor and... Um, it felt. Yeah. How did it feel to be back really in that kind of situation? Weird. Because it's the first time you've taught a voice class, a in group that, class, in well, a one very in that space, time. two in a very long time, yeah. three since being a mom. So there were multiple components of it. Was the middle of the day. Also, Lila threw us for a the loop because she woke up at four eighteen this morning, and <laughs> typically when she wakes up. I pull up the monitor and watch for a while to see if she goes back to sleep. And after 15 to 20 minutes, like if she's trying, but During up and all down, this, I'm still completely asleep. Jason sleeps I through s- it all. I can sleep through a bomb going I off. then go, all right, she was almost back down. She's not down. Go in. Then he tries for 20 minutes. Then if she doesn't go back down with him, that's when I go in. So that's what we did. And then My I got her the down. <laughs> I'm the closer. And I came back to bed at 520. Now, typically, even when she does that, she still wakes up around 6, and we do our normal morning routine. The child slept until 8.14. Which was glorious. It was the first time she's done that. We were both completely like, what? And as wonderful as it is, it totally threw our morning off kilter, because instead of going down for her morning nap at (laughs) 9, she was like, I'm awake, it's time to play. So got her down for a nap as Jason was in the shower getting ready for work. 15 minutes before I had to leave to go teach. So she had just gone down, and I was like, all right, here we go. And Jordan came over, and I went to the studio. And just setting everything up and being there, I had to go in that mindset of, okay, take mom hat off, put teacher hat on, not actor hat, but, you know, teacher hat. Was that different? Yeah. How is that that different now? Because I feel like part of being a parent is being a teacher, so... How did that, true, did that feel? True. That, I mean, I've always felt very natural and easy being a teacher. You are. You're gifted at it. Oh, thank you. Um, but to go, okay, I'm here to do this and kind of not recreate or reignite, but sort of the me before mommy world in the teaching capacity. Interesting. But now doing that as a mom. Can I ask you a question that's kind of like plugging you? In a way. Sure. Why do you think, um, I mean, I feel like it goes without saying, but a lot of actors don't. Why do you think taking voice lessons and voice classes is important for a working actor or an aspiring actor? Oh, my goodness. Because your voice is your largest asset and you have to learn how to use your diaphragm and use every resonance chamber in your body so that you don't use your actual throat. So you don't blow your voice on the fifth take of a scream or if you're out at a concert and you go horse the next morning, you can't afford to do that as an actor. Mm-hmm. And doing not just voice lessons, but proper learning techniques of 
breath control and, and how support to speak in your natural voice. and how to speak in your natural voice is one of the most important things as an actor you can do because it is your most valuable asset as an actor. One of the things we always talk about at the studio is making sustainable choices. You have to learn to sustain your voice and your breath. And I think vocality is the root of a lot of it Be- mm-hmm. because it all comes from a physical place. There's all the emotional stuff and like you making sure you make a good choice so that you have the most interesting actions, the most interesting character thoughts. But if you're But if you don't have the yeah. base technique for your voice and your instrument, then all that other work is not going to matter when you've blown your voice on the third take. Yeah. So and that was a fun thing we actually really stressed and played with today uh, before going into all of my wacky exercises. As Jason always says, for new students, I should hand out a sheet that says Amelia Bonix because I have <laughs> a way of saying <laughs> a things. way of saying things and named my exercises in a way you have your own pigeon. I really, language. I really do. I really do. Um, but no, but it was it was a lot of fun, and there were some new faces of I'm people so proud I didn't of you. know. Oh, thank you. Oh, and thank class. you to the Anthony Jordan Studio for hosting. Yeah, and and it's been a long were, time coming. Yeah, and then there were some people who I knew who were just excited to take with me, and then that was exciting. So I, uh, I'm gonna get a new. A couple privates out of it, which is wonderful. I love taking on new private students. Yeah, and then hopefully going forward, if it's something that's amenable to everybody, it could be a regular thing, maybe. Quite possibly. Yeah, we'll, uh, talk, we'll, about we'll it. talk about it. The, we'll figure the out the logistics. The door is open, and we'll figure it out. But because having a child makes all those logistics interesting. It does. There was a there was a possibility this morning that you weren't going to have a sitter to be here at the house after a certain point in the day. So, which was very stressful for the me. The main reason we did this on a Tuesday is because that is Jason's normal day off Typically and the I'm not whole at work. point of doing it today was so that we didn't have to pay the sitter to be here to save some money and have Jason and Lila have some time together during However, the day. However, in order for but us to <laughs> attend Amelia's uh, cousin's 99th birthday this coming 99th summer. 99th birthday is the because Sunday. Because my day jobs weeks are Monday it's to dip- Sunday. I had gotten so used to your old schedule. I told you I was, was finally take you a long on board. Time. And then it switched. And now it's not what I'm used to. And I'm like, gosh darn it. But <laughs> now it's Monday. Now it's Monday to Sunday. To Sunday instead of Saturday. Sunday to Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Which you think wouldn't make a difference, but for scheduling purposes, Ooh, it, it does. absolutely well, does. Because in our head, we think of the week as Monday to Friday, and then there's the weekend. And then the weekend. Saturday and Sunday. So those are, those and I got are very used things. to Monday going through, or Sunday being the start of the work week at the old mm-hmm. job. And like, it, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then to make things even more complicated, so we don't count at my new job. We actually count the calendar month as well as a fiscal month. So then we have like, um, next week with Memorial Day, it'll be May week five, even though May ends. Uh, and then, but I, I don't get all the days of May week five in my May, um, like uh, commission earnings. I get them. I get up until May thirty first. So it's a little bit complicated. So even though it's in the same week, the June commission of the beginning would start and go towards the next week. But, but yes, and no, because it's like a it's like a, a plan and goaling thing. It's the, like we can really get into the weeds about it. It's actually kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but that is one of the ideas of my job. Because of that, because when you only turn ninety nine once. I mean, you only turn any age once. But she keeps stressing. <laughs> Thank this you is for her. You're welcome. This is her final double digits birthday. And it's a big deal. You're 99. 99. Like that is worth celebrating in a big way. And we're some of the only family she has on the West Coast. And she really has become our West Coast 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 grandmother. grandmother. 
We had a lovely lunch with her last week, actually, and Lila was crawling all, all over the place. Home. It was it really was great. sweet. She had her first taste of tuna fish. She did. And some egg whites. Mm-hmm. And some nibbles of berries. She did. Yeah. yeah she had a good lunch. It was and then she wanted lunch. her peanut butter puffs. Like she does. Her, her bamba. Yes. Um, but all that being said, because of Jason getting off Sunday, they scheduled him to work today. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, we were trying to figure out, I was like, oh. None of the usual ghost sitter, two sitters were available, available for the time. None of our yeah. friends who really help out a lot were available all the time. I was like, oh, God. And then Amanda Jair saved the day. Thank you. So Jordan was here for the first half. Love you. And then uh, Manders came. And love had, you too. Love you too. And they had a, a great, a great time. And Lila was a sweetie. Yeah. And when I walked in, she heard me. And so when I poked my head into her room, she did her adorable shake the head side to side, full excitement, like, ah! I, oh, that little girl is everything. <laughs> kind of awesome but it did feel I felt for the first 20 to 30 minutes of the class in the back of my mind guilt for not being at the house and being at the studio teaching now you have an idea of how I feel it was weird every day it was weird because I'm just with her all the time this is an everyday thing for me so one of the interesting things is that I've now have a cognitive dissonance about it like I ignore those feelings yeah I don't deal with them because if I deal with them, I'm going to resent my job. Yeah. As a, like, I have to just like acknowledge that they're there, which I have. Which and, is important. Which I did when I went back to work. Yeah. And now I just kind of go, okay. Like I, that part of caring for her is going to the job. Is going to the job. So I accept that it's a, yeah. not a necessary evil by any means, but um, it's just part but of it's it. Part, it's yeah, part it's of it. It's just part of the formula. I'm, since I'm a stay at home most of the time parent, the few times I do leave, whether it's to do something for myself, like, you know, the pole dancing class or teaching a seminar like this, there is this awful like, oh, I should be home with her. What am I doing here? But then as we eased in, it was fun. And I had several people say how... What a you know great teacher I am! How much fun they were having, and that was that was really lovely, Re- really really nice. Um, I got a voiceover audition on tape. It happened, not a film one, but I got an audition on tape and got it in well under done. the deadline. Thank you. Well done. I feel accomplished in that regard. You should. I do. Soft high five. Soft high five. Uh, did laundry. Well done. Thank you. Soft high five. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> did not get to the grocery store. <laughs> We have no food we in the have house. No food in the Ooh. house. We do not have food in this house. Uh, so grocery store will happen tomorrow after OTB. We have to swing by the dentist, and then we'll go to the grocery store and come home. Sounds We're just good. talking about you know. <laughs> aside from that, um, feeling pretty good mentally, physically. I had several people today at the class go. You telling me you had a baby? Look at you. And I was like, oh, thanks. It always makes me feel nice when someone you haven't seen in a while goes, you look great. I'm you like, do. Oh, you look amazing. I had a baby. That feels really good. Um, but yeah, overall, how's your mental, mental emotional? Mental, emotional. Um, I still need to. The thing is, I was talking with Tyler about this the other day. Um, my mental health ends up so far down the checklist of priorities. I do the same thing. That I don't. I and mean, it's, it's, it's actually like a, a priority. It's actually like a really good transition for the topic of what we're, we're going to talk yeah. about. But talk about how you're feeling first. Um, so I, I don't really deal with any of like the bleakness or the um, self sabotage or loathing that I have about certain things mm-hmm. on a regular basis because when I get preoccupied with it, I get overwhelmed and then I like spiral. So I kind of like compartmentalize, which is. 
It's a coping mechanism. It's not a healthy coping mechanism by any means. There but it's are a pros coping and mechanism. cons to be able to compartmentalize, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's it, one of it my, is part of a... But it's like one of my strengths as far as a coping tool, mm, which mm-hmm. is a, can be a good that bad thing. That can be. And it's a crutch. It's definitely like right. go-to. Like, oh, cool. Box. Put it in the box. Hide the box. Hide it and don't think about it and don't deal with it. But like um, coming out of Sunday night, um, for, uh, we do uh, myself, Noah Barron, Rob Santiago, and Adam Rennie, we do... Mastermind. Mastermind. At least we try wah, to do once wah, a month. Um, and what's great about it is, is you that come. Your theme song now. Wah, wah, wah. Well, I didn't do that. You did. <laughs> not... Can that be the mastermind? To write a mastermind jingle for you guys to play sure. at the beginning of your meetings. <laughs> sure. If if okay, um, we'll talk. You know, gavel. I'll talk to the Duck other. Noise. I'll talk yeah. to the other producers, and we'll see if we can <laughs> move forward with that. Um, but I, I come out of those so motivated, and I. Um, they, I become, I, I get very self-reflective during them. It's really good. It's really healthy, and I'm really grateful to those guys. I know they try to listen to the podcast, but if they manage to listen to this episode, guys, thank you. Like, I really appreciate it because yeah, th- you're Jason's guys. It's those it's great. Those three men inspire me. But I was talking to Tyler, and I just it's so far down. Like it's like April. I was supposed to prioritize getting a therapist. It came and went. March. March, April, and now and halfway now over halfway, halfway through, through May, May, and I'm just like when I, when I got <laughs> home from Grandmommy's trip, I need it. That was really that was when it. we were so, saying you got to do it. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to make that. But the thing is, is like all of the days that I have where I actually have time to myself to think, they're filled with stuff. I know because the only two days you have off are the days we have things with mm-hmm. Lila, and we haven't even officially started swim class. That's starting next week on Tuesdays. Yeah, but I can't be. I can't even be there every Tuesday. Like I'm, gra- I'm glad we're having this conversation. I know. For like we purposely did consume, a Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> so that you'd be there for most of it, so that you can be there for swimming. And on days you can't, you know, great. But it's tricky when. So one thing Jason has been saying to me, basically since she was born and I was healed enough to leave the house, was once a week you got to do something for you. And I'm like, yes, I need to. It's so important. How many times have I actually done that? You don't. I think three times. Three Can you even count months? all of them as three three days for you? Not days. Or things. Three things. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't count like doctor's appointments don't count. That's no. when I usually get alone time to myself. The dentist, doctor's appointments. But Or the grocery store. No, no or the grocery store that doesn't count. But it's it's hard because then when I do have time because you're here, we're trying to do something as a family because it's one of our only times during the week as a family to do something. Yeah. Or something comes up and you have to go somewhere, so I'm here, mm-hmm. or I have to. It just, it's hard, but yeah. we we do need to make it a true priority of you getting in to see someone and you having me having a little bit time. of me time, and even yeah. me getting back to speak with people's um, my my postpartum person a little bit. It's just yeah. it, it, it's important to check in, and then it's uh, the additional cost. And then, and then there's the additional uh, freaking cost, which not, insurance not, has not reimbursed not, anything for, and they were supposed not to. Not to take a political left turn, but oh my God, universal health care would be nice. Come on, just things. figure it the freak out. It can't be that difficult. <laughs> um, I mean, I know it's going to be hard, but come on, there's got to be something. Extraordinarily difficult. No, I know. <laughs> and just the optimism, the optimistic person in me is like, it's just um, going to be great. You're going to fix it, and we're going to have you, universal health care, and... 
everyone will be great. That kind of does lead us to the transition into uh, our topic for today. Our topic this So we, we don't have any guests because... We had one slated again. We had one slated again, and they backed out. <laughs> they God backed bless out. them. That's Things okay. Happen. That's okay. And then the other people who reached out, we didn't realize we're out of town on the last... Or not last minute, but... Which is, again, you know, it's totally fine. Um, um, so we you will get our, tonight. We will, we will get our things together. And we, hopefully, we will. And before and the end have of May, some more guests you guys will get coming to have back. some guests. But tonight, it's a, we're getting to a serious serious topic of... Um, well, it has a light this was your, too. This was your idea. Yeah, no, I thought it would be good to discuss what it's like going to therapy, couples therapy, as a married couple. And we will get into that in just a moment. All right. So. So. Getting into therapy as a married couple. When you are engaged <laughs> in the in the in the Jewish world, there is the little bit of marriage counseling you go through with a rabbi. Most Do, all the have, okay, I feel like, like you know, all the parochial stuff, like the religious stuff, I feel like it's less focused on the couple as it so much as is um the process of marriage yes agreed and it's not also therapy. making sure that they're on the same page about procreating oh yeah no, th- and, but even right, then they don't talk always about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't it was more like a sitting in counseling just talking about to things. formality it wa- right it wasn't I, actual I, I love jack therapy no I, uh, I love jack but everybody who's thinking about getting married on your checklist of things one of them should be a family counselor. <laughs> like, it, it, this should be a mandatory thing. Your first year of marriage, it does not mean anything is wrong. No. It doesn't mean there's... It's just building a solid foundation of healthy communication together. Yeah. And everybody, when they are handed their marriage license at that office, should be given they should a be list given of a list of therapists that you can call and meet with and set up, you know... And a mandatory start by date. And as mandatory, <laughs> like, right after the wedding, you get back to your honeymoon, you're not you allowed, for a year begin weekly marriage you're, therapy. You're not allowed to claim... <laughs> each other on your taxes as until, as, until, until, until you've taken until you have that have. one <laughs> great cool we've just made taxes more complicated that's all we need to do no but but honestly a, a lot of there, there's a very negative stigma With around therapy, therapy. And we've, we've broached the topic of we the have fact, a little yeah. bit um but i think going into because there there are things that can happen a lot of times there are inciting incidences that actually propel you going into something which, with our case, there was yeah, no, was. I will apologize for the rest of my life for being such a um, a hole. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I love you. Thank you for letting me stay around. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but that did make us go, oh my gosh, we are on different mm-hmm. pages on certain things. Oh yeah, we I mean, need to talk it out because we're comes, human. Well, and everyone comes from their different own home. backgrounds. Everyone, like regardless of even if you grew up in the same community. You end up, um, you just discuss things differently. You prioritize things differently. Mm-hmm. Your communication based on those priorities is different. Like even if you have an overall similar affect about things, you know things are going to make me irritated that aren't going to make you irritated. Yeah, the way that you respond to the way th- that things irritate the way you I react versus, versus the how way how you they react. you react to how things irritate me, and right. like knowing how to deal with how. You are as an individual understanding that there are things about that that I have to encourage change without manipulating change mm-hmm. or encourage change without coaching. All of those things are things you learn in therapy. And I think 
Um, and maybe this comes from also watching, uh, we watch Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> um, it's our one big guilty pleasure, you guys. And I want, I, it's awesome. <laughs> I feel like every couple on that show has ended up in therapy. It's so stage. healthy. I, I mean, televising therapy. Televising, it might be, you know, I mean, thank you for letting us in on, on that. But not, not to put those on therapists camera. on blast. That's a very, I feel like there's an intimacy to those things that you need a freedom that even in, you're supposed the to pretend there. in reality television, there's no way to have. At the same time, at the same time, just totally, total flip flop on it, having the cameras in the room can give someone who really needs to say something who's too scared or nervous or shy to say it an, an extra, extra boldness yes, Interesting. to say what they actually need to say. So, so there is, I think there's a so two-way when, when street you, with when that. When you brought this up as a topic, one of the first things I thought about is um, how you say that your voice lessons are half therapy. They are. Half Actual technique. Yes, when we when we dig into the lyrics of a song, we get really personal. And I always say how anything my students say, it is private. I don't even share it with Jason. It's confidential, and we really get into the nitty gritty. And then of one of the things that we always talk about the acting studio is how Anthony's not a therapist, but these are opportunities for people to work through things. Right. We call them bullies, all these other things. Now, therapy is very important to an individual um, because you need to be at your best mental health to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Physical health, uh, instrument health, but emotionally, you need to be able to trust yourself. And I think when it comes to as a couple, trust the trust partner, trust each other, which can be very difficult when you enter a relationship with baggage, past experiences, certain things that have all happened. Relationships have all relationships, all re- right. Some of them can be more traumatic than what's, others. What's that line from Rent? I'm looking for baggage that goes with mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, what <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what it makes me think of. It's so true. Is that like it's nice? Like your baggage complements my baggage. Right. They store they store they store <laughs> together nicely. It, it becomes a set, a full set of yeah. matching luggage. Oh, I didn't know. I needed um, a weekender. You yeah, got right. One. There Great. we go. Add add that to the to the set. Um, I love that you put Rent in there. It's so true. It's. It's difficult to fully let down walls that you've put up for years to protect yourself and to bring them down with your partner once you're married and then trust enough to let a therapist come in to discuss it. So one thing that I've always been not weary of but a little apprehensive about is me going to therapy for years. I have been the person people come to. There was a joke. Uh, my first the college. The doctor is in. The doctor is in at Hofstra University. They put a sign. I don't remember who hung it. The doctor is you could slide like in very, or out. It was like peanuts, right? It was, uh, yeah, very much, yeah. very much like that. And when I'd be in doing homework or whatever, I would just slide it in and different people on the floor would randomly just knock on my door and come in and talk to me. And we would talk about the issues and I How would many of them were guys just trying to pick you up? <laughs> might, might have been three or four. But there were also women and other, <laughs> and other guys who, who weren't. But a few I thought you were going to say there were also women trying to pick you up too. <laughs> no, no. Um, not that I was aware of, but I don't know. <laughs> you are delightfully naive. So but, but I've always said, well, aside from saying if I weren't an actor, I would be the female Indiana Jones, which is my line, Megan Fox. I said that way before you said it in that interview. 
Um, that seems oddly antagonistic. <laughs> well, still she, really. She said it, and I was like, "That's what I've said." Still for really years. wrong about that. Well, because that's something I always wanted to say in an interview, and now if I ever say it, they're gonna be like, "Oh, she said what Megan Fox said." It's like, no, that was mine before she said it. Okay, I claim it, I, I and be- so it is. <laughs> I mean, I believe you and totally appreciate that. However, it seems a little wrong this not, many years on. <laughs> if I were not the female Indiana Jones, I would absolutely be. A therapist. I would be. Yeah. Um, I love helping people. I am one thing, and I will say this, I am excellent at picking, d- breaking down people's problems and truly giving them advice that is very helpful. I am bad at then <laughs> taking my <laughs> own advice personally to <laughs> help myself in a similar or parallel situation. What do you think? Um, because we haven't been in therapy. We got into therapy, what? We keep saying how we should probably 10 months, in. 11 months into our marriage? That we were in therapy for almost two years. Yeah. The the incident happened eight months in. <laughs> and the, the incident. The incident. Known as the Santa Monica Stairs. Oh boy. Oh boy. And Jason oh boy. tucking his head up his butt. <laughs> um uh, so yeah, we, we got back from Seth and Megan's wedding and started very shortly yeah. after. I think I think it would be great to get back mostly. Not mostly, because I kind of like how this serves as a chance for us to this check in. This is kind of our therapy doing this, but it would to be have cool to have that third, third party. party who can bounce questions off of each other and, and listen to. Yeah. When we first went to therapy, I do just need to say this. When we first went in, uh, you do have to kind of trial and error and find different therapists. And that first therapist we had before like she dating. left. It is like dating. Um, we would go into these sessions and it would break down, it would get kind of ugly and we would say things and I would wind up in tears and you would wind up in tears and then the therapist would say, I just have to interject something. Take a moment and look at you got at yourselves and, and what you're doing. Even when we were angry, hurt, crying, whatever it was, we're we always were touching always each other. either wrapping our ankle around each other, holding hands, we were always touching in hip some to way. Yes. And the therapist was like, you guys are fine. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to work through it. We're yeah. going to help you build the tools that you need to... I do love it in, um, what is that, Bad Moms, when Wanda Sykes is the therapist. <laughs> and she's like, I mean, y'all need to get divorced. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to say this you know, as a therapist, but as a human with two eyes in my head. Wow, you know that that well. I love that movie. <laughs> I mean, I know that scene because kids put it up in class from time to time. But, oh, really? Oh, wow. I've seen it maybe five or six times. I love that movie. <laughs> you guys got to get divorced. Now, it is not going to work out for you two. Yeah, it's that line of, remember how I said every couple can be saved? Well, it's not going to happen for the two of you. <laughs> I love Wanda Sykes. She's, She's so, so funny. funny. But the therapist would say how certain couples are angry on opposite sides of the couch, and she went, even though you guys are hurt, even though there's some pain we have to work through, I can truly see the love. And that goes back to that thing that my parents used to say of, you need to marry someone you're not just in love with, but who you like. So in the hard situations... Well, <laughs> and, and understanding you that you're not always like, going to like them. But you always are striving. You always to love get them, but right, but that you you like you like each other. One thing that took me by surprise in a good way, after my past history, was to suddenly be with a partner who was angry this thing had happened, and then he went, "Let's get to therapy. Let's work this out." And I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. No, not that. That you wanted to go to therapy so openly and willingly. Well, yeah, it was. Even it was a therapist, amazing. Even though a therapist royally screwed up my relationship with my parents because <laughs> that <laughs> happened. Um, I, I I understand the purpose and the need for it because these. I mean, there's so many things that go unsaid in a relationship, even a great relationship. That learning how to read those signs from your partner, yeah, and learning how not to. 
Because I think um, because you are so emotionally intelligent and because I am, what's the way to say this without making myself sound like a complete <laughs> jack? I'm so emotionally manipulative. Um, <laughs> that's, I guess saying it that way doesn't help either. Um, th- learning that coaching and changing you only serves to mask or move the problem to a different place in our relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it, it made me a more, I don't know if it makes me a better actor, but it make, definitely makes me a better artist because it created a spot in my heart for empathy that I didn't know I had. Mm. Create a spot in me intellectually to have the curiosity mm-hmm. about like, oh, that's how you think about things. Why? Why? Not no yeah. judgment. Why? And that's one of the things that we talk about in acting class all the time is the why shovel and that like it's not no, it's not you're wrong. It's just why. Yeah. How? Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. I want to like, I want to understand like, oh, you think this. Why? Yeah. Like the, your upbringing versus mine. Like my parents, like they, they love passionately as do yours. Yeah. They just love very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> um, like even even now, even yeah, though my mom and yeah. I are, are largely in a very good in place. In a very good place. We shout at each other about Game of Thrones. I know. <laughs> he grew, th- this family, and I love like, them dearly. They're my family. We were engaged, and we went to Saddle, Seattle for the engagement party. And we shout and Apple you, versus and Mac. you and your or mom Apple versus yes, PC. got into a screaming match yeah. over... Apple versus well, PC. Well, if you want to win, and you got to be louder than I the other person. I just looked at your father, and all he looked at, he looked at me and shrugged and went, "Welcome to the family." Welcome to the family. And I was like, "Are you kidding? This but, is normal dinner conversation talk." But this is. <laughs> but I also think that, like, um, for you're me, you're not being heard unless you're screaming. And I was like, "We're not going to do that in our house, babe." Yeah, but I think I think as an actor coming from that, um, kind of like I can lean into different rules of the world mm-hmm. in that way because mm-hmm. I understand like. Oh, some people think you don't talk like this. Or like, I, I don't judge. The only types of portrayals I judge is when it's like my people, when like people portray like normal Western European or American Jews, I get yeah. very personal. Ah. I take it. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's not how we are. Even if that's how a family is. And I'm just judging it based on mine. I just think that it allows me to listen to everybody's perspective um, because mm-hmm. I'm used to being shouted at and I'm used to shouting at other people right. because <laughs> it's just like, if you want to win, you're going to be the loudest. And I think learning that I have to quiet myself with you. Cause one of the things about um, my family is we're always like uh, intellectually sparring. It's always like a little jab. Back you guys and forth are brilliant. Constantly. I mean, you, you are all very smart, educated, intellectual people. But yeah, that's a good way of, of saying but, it. And sparring, but intellectual as a, but, sparring. But no, but as a result, you're constantly setting up and looking for your next opportunity. So you're not necessarily always listening. That you're, is so true. You're dancing. Yes. You are dancing. But you're not but you're, listening. You're waiting to take your opportunity to lead. To strike. As opposed to <laughs> as opposed to letting the conversation flow and just like feel what the other person's feeling and see where yeah. it goes. That has come on much later in my relationship with my parents, <laughs> which has been great. But one of the great things about um, about that is, like, for me, like, uh, once I get the script down, uh, fast-paced comedy makes sense for me because my brain, I can see where my next line is. 
And, but I can actually like that makes see sense. it. No, that, that makes a I lot of sense. I can see in your cadence where I'm going where to speak it's next. Go. And then I can hit a joke a lot more hit the easily beat. the first time. Yeah. Weirdly, where that doesn't work for me is if I rehearse something too much. That actually makes sense. Really? Yeah. Okay. If you over-rehearse the authentic moments and the spontaneity is gone, and then it seems rusty. Yeah. So what's interesting for me is when I do comedy Mm -hmm. and the other person needs to just drill Drill the line, drill the lens. I'm like, okay. You're like, I don't want to, I don't want to. If this helps you as an actor. I don't want (laughs) to. No, but I, I only think I'm capable now. Of saying, okay, if that helps you as an actor, is because we went to group therapy, or is because we went to family therapy. Aww. Because I look at you and I go, okay, if that's what you need. If that's what you need. Because the only the only way this is all going to work is if you win. Because if you win, I win. Because everything to me is about winning and losing. Because I'm competitive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but understanding that, like, and and we fr- and I phrase this to you all the time, like, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be on my team. You got to be on my team. You got to be on my team. Yes. And. I'm sorry. And I am on your team. No, I know you are. But there are, are times <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not going to do something. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also times where... But... Yeah. What do you think What do you think therapy has done for you as an actor as far as our relationship or as far as just us? Like, As far beyond, as us, yeah. I think one of the biggest things going back when we, we first were married and doing that, I learned that I have to come to play a little bit more in the moment. So one th- Jason gets very hot, it comes off, and then he's fine. Whereas I'm slow to build, I'm slow to build, it reaches ahead when he's in the heat, and then he's fine, and then it sits on me for a very long time. Which for a while, I would say, in our relationship, I unintentionally... Maybe intentionally, no, but I think unintentionally sub- used that. Ag- used I definitely subconsciously used, used it, it against you. You absolutely did. Because I could get a conversation. I could get out what I wanted to say, and then it'd be done. And I'm like, oh, yep. I'm better. Bye. And then bye. And I'd be like, are you kidding me right now? And I'd be stewing. Uh, mm, stew. What's your favorite kind of stew? <laughs> such a weird left turn. <laughs> Beef? I don't know. <laughs> Beef and vegetable stew. Um, but with the past of being afraid to say certain things, walking on eggshells, not wanting to set someone or something off. There, there's, there are certain things that I would then shut down on if I would hear a certain tone and not say in the moment how I was feeling because I'd be trying to put it together in my mind to say it right, as opposed to going, this is how I feel in the moment right now. We need to talk about it. And that was something that became such a valuable asset to learn and about myself and experience and go through with you is I've gotten much better in the moment of going, what's happening right now is not okay. I do not like what you're saying to me right now. And this is how I'm feeling and actually saying it in the moment. Have I gotten better not belittling that? You have. I know for a while there was a lot of that was going on, but you've gotten much better of, okay. And then we talk. It does, it, there are still moments where you hit a certain point where I'm like, well, all right, we just need to cool off and simmer because whatever I say right now is going to be thrown back at me. Or And I've, since becoming a mom, hormonally, has happened to me a little bit too. Jason just said to me the other morning... Was that another morning or was that today? I don't remember. That was not today. You sure? It was yesterday. That was yesterday though. Sure that also wasn't a month ago? Oh my God. No, that was yesterday. That feels like such a long time ago where 
hormonally, all right, going, going into mom mode real quick, uh, little, little TMI of the, the body of what happens with a woman. When you're a breastfeeding mother, your period comes back even later after giving birth. My daughter is 10 and a half months old. I have not had my period yet. However, my body fakes me out sometimes. It's warming up. And it's warming up and the cramps and some of the hormonal shifts that come with that happens. Growing up, my brothers used to come to me and go, thank you for being so even keeled because their girlfriends would be like going nuts that time of the month. I stay pretty even keeled most of the time. If anybody in our family has a menstrual cycle (laughs) that is like stereotypical, it's me. (laughs) I work with so many women in my day job that we're all synced up. up Cycle-wise, totally synced up. up. Um, But I will say, and you know how this was happening a few days ago, and I kept telling you it almost feels like mini contractions in there and that something's hurting and everything was sore. And I think a PMS sort of thing has been happening with me lately with the hormonal shift with my body getting ready to go back in a way I'm not used to. And it has made me a little snippy. Not like compared to most women the way they get snippy. but I don't say most, but compared to the stereotype. Compared to the stereotype, stereotype. The stereotype. I not to tell you what to say, but like I just feel like it's snip. unfair that women are no, that, portrayed true. that way. That's true. I really don't snip much. So the few times I do, it really irks you because it's something you're not used to. And yeah, yesterday, <laughs> within the course of five minutes, he said something, and I had to come back for both of them. And he was like, "This cannot become a thing," <laughs> and you got really upset. <laughs> well, I also think that there's certain things that we've moved past in our relationship that I think we've moved past, that because mm-hmm. now you're a little bit more emotionally raw, you're... It's either coming back or, or I'm feeling... Or you're like reliving or re... You're like... you're. Am I? It feels like it. In what way? Oh, give me... Let me... Because <sighs> I can't even... Therapy session, guys. Therapy session. Like I what? can't remember the specifics of what our conversation was about yesterday morning. Can you? I mean, it's, it's beyond me. I can't remember what I... Um, The first one... Um, Here we go. Um, I was doing we, I was doing my hair, and I was trying to hairspray that little cowlick I have. But because when you're a new mom and all a bunch of hair falls out, and then you get the new growth in certain areas, which I hadn't seen till recently, when I pull my hair back, you see all these like little hair sticking up all over the place. And you said something along the lines of, you know how that feels, or you understand. No, you were talking about how quickly your hair grows, is what you're oh, saying. I yeah. said I need a haircut because I never get haircuts, but you get haircuts all the time. And I went, look at this, and you went, I can relate. No, and I for said, whatever tell, reason, I said, tell me about it because I said I need a haircut too. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And I went, <laughs> you, you took my head off in an Amelia way. I didn't way. take your head in off, an but way. I did in a biting way. Go, you didn't have a bunch of hair fall out now growing back and sticking up all over the place. And I looked at you, and you I was went, like, that's not what I said. And I was like, okay. Then you said, and this one did irk me, because pumping guys is not easy on the body. It is time-consuming. It's exhausting. It's frustrating. We keep getting to bed late, and the baby wakes up early because I have to do this night pump. And I wasn't... It takes a few minutes to set these pumps up. Oh my goodness. And so we somehow... What did you hear? You said, you said at some point before I get home... If you have five minutes... You didn't say if I have five minutes. I did. You said, take those five minutes because it'll save you later. Because that's what I... Okay, that's what I said. Take those five minutes and set it up before I even get home. To which I snapped back. Do you think I just twiddle with my thumbs doing nothing when you're not home after I put the baby to bed? And you were like... You 
were like, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> I, but I did, I didn't and I even, was like, what did I even say? I couldn't tell what I said, you, but I had snipped you. At you snapped at me. I and snipped it was at like, you. But you were also... Well, because that's something you do a lot sometimes with that. also taking the intent of that. <laughs> you, were taking, you were taking that intent out of left field. Where all I was meaning... I heard you go... All of Just do it before I get home. You have time on your hands. No. And I was like, do you think I have time on my hands when I, you're not home? <laughs> I know you don't have time on your hands. I can barely go pee. Yeah. No. So it's just, yeah. It's re. I mean, <laughs> therapy. God, was that just yesterday? That feels like a month ago. Yeah. It also feels but like But then later in the day, we were like, I'm sorry. I love you. Like, uh, you know. I, yeah. I, well, because I think one of, the, <laughs> one, of <the> my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite stories from early in our marriage in therapy is we are at the post office trying to mail something. Oh and freaking God. So one of the things the therapist <laughs> said to Amelia is in the moment, if you're upset, talk to Jason about Say it. Say something. And one of the things the therapist told me was in the moment, if you're upset, disengage. <laughs> so, Which is something because so he wouldn't be hot to respond or say something hurtful or hateful be more, to be win more the argument, but I'd actually take a step back. Whereas for me, it was to, instead of clam up and shut down yeah. emotionally, is to actually rise up and say what and I'm so feeling. And so I think we were mailing so something we were international. Mailing something internationally. And guys, there is something when it comes to government forms. It, all with taxes, yeah. when you're on all set forms. and you're filling out all forms. I get you nervous up. to the point you of like, like sweats you, where I'm afraid I'm going to do it wrong and, go to jail. and I'm going to go to jail, <laughs> that they're going to find me, that I put something down incorrectly. So there are times where I go, I will ask a question several times to make sure I actually know what I'm doing before I write it down. Or if I'm fully overwhelmed and there's a big line behind me, I will go, The same Please thing just happens to you at Subway restaurants. No, Subway, I'm okay. That's because you know exactly what you're going to get. It, correct. But those restaurants where you go up and order and then they give you a number anxiety guys it gives me anxiety and i don't have a ton of anxiety but there are certain things going to the, to the gas station used to really that's because you don't it. like it when going guys sexually harass you that's used to be, do it and going to home depot because people i still can't do home depot by myself sexually harass you i, I still can't no, do it nobody should be sexually harassed <laughs> nobody can't, should can't go to home depot nobody on should my own. be objectified no i know period and male happens. female and whatever color um, shape in between so we are at this post office and i'm it was a return it was a I don't remember what it was. It was your shoes. My eyes just went so big. They wow, were you, your if shoes. If you guys could see the look <laughs> she has in her face, she is blaming me for something with her face so much right now. We were doing a return because we had gotten you, a, I gotten you a gift or my parents had gotten you a gift. Oh, those and Converse the that were too big. Size. And so we were like, let's do it real quick. So we purposely didn't go to a post office post office because those give me... Yeah, major anxiety yeah. but there are those smaller like in the back of a hallmark store yeah. where like certain ones have those smaller post offices so we were on the west side and it was in that one where the old blockbuster used to be yes and it's a pharmacy that little pharmacy and there is the post yes. office in there and there are four or five people behind me in line uh, and these were jason's shoes and i said in a thing we were going to do this together and he was like great we'll do it together i went great i go in <laughs> and there are these forms i have to fill out and one of the forms I'd honestly never seen before. There was something with this particular, where it was going. And I had never I seen know. the form either. And so I was trying to ask him a question of, do I put this or this here? And my response was, fill it out. He, and he went, figure it out and do it. I went, no, no, no. So hearing him go, figure it out and do it, made me go, 
oh gosh, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to do it wrong. And there are people behind me. So I asked again, well, no, please like, help me figure this out. And the more I asked him to do it with me and the more I was saying, I'm feeling ignored and frustrated and you're making me anxious. The more upset he I was got. getting upset and backing off. So and we're I was basically like, chasing each other around <laughs> this tiny little private post office. Like we're crazy because we're being crazy. <laughs> and I keep trying to go talk to me, look at me, but he's doing what the therapist has said of disengage when he gets angry so he doesn't snap. Did I go in the car and lock the door? You did. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in the post office and the woman's like, honey, are you done with that form? And she eventually walked me through the form. Which she could have from jump. But this was like 35 and minutes You later. could have just asked her for help. I didn't know how to fill it out either. But he, you didn't say that, though. You did it as a test if you figure it out. You need to figure it out. You need to do it. I can't be here to help you all the time. And that was when you threw oh, your yeah, hands I up and walked out. Like I, I know. Can, can be, and I was like, what the heck? And I felt the lump yeah. in my throat go and my eyes start to go. And crying in public is something I despise. And here I am at this little post office. And he has now walked out, stormed out, and locked himself in the car. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> So, when therapy goes wrong, we were both trying to do what we were, what supposed, we were supposed to, to be doing. We just hadn't properly communicated that that's what we were supposed to be doing. And now, you know, at least we can look back on it and laugh. Yeah, it was not funny. At the it time. was not funny at the time. But I think, <laughs> I think things like that for me, and what I love about things like that, is that your your affect, your optimism is something that I aspire to. And I hope... Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I hope that your... That from that is generated a lot. Even though you're incredibly... You have an incredible acumen and you're very... Uh, you have a great acuity with people. You have a certain naivete that you... And you always like look for the best in people. I do always look for the best and so in as people. a result, you it don't always... It me in the tush. Well, you don't always have the most um, pragmatic yeah. view of things. Yeah. Whereas I'm overly cynical. It's Yeah. So I know, that's kind of one way where we balance each other out, for sure. We've uh, definitely <laughs> sharpened or softened those edges, depending on what you mean. Yeah. No, um, for sure. But I do think it's important. Do you think any of it's helped you... Uh, in your emotional life as a character? Uh, it when has you're, when you're playing with as um, a songwriter. Interesting. I have, I, I can't say that as an actor, I have seen it, it probably has in a subconscious way and I didn't even know it. But as far as songwriting, going into certain topics or lyrics or songs, I can absolutely see how that has come into play to open things up more. Because the thing with songwriting is it's also therapy. Um, and getting something down on paper. But to do it this way together uh, with with our personal life therapy to then cross over into songwriting, that's kind of where I've seen it open up. That's cool. A little bit more really cool. But I do think it's important that you and I get back into yeah. a therapy. And again, I will stress it again. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. It's a healthy no. check-in with an unbiased third party. Um, and friends don't count and family members. And friends and family. F- no, but family and then family members who are therapists definitely don't count. There, yes, that's, that is I feel so like true. That's the, I feel like this kind of thing. So I'm just like, oh, my aunt's a therapist. You're like, hey. Yeah, but your aunt has a, your aunt is invested in their in niece you. or their nephew. Right, right. Or if they don't like the niece or nephew, they're also invested in that <laughs> way. It's so true. It's so true. And it's trial and error on who to, we, that first person we went to, we aired everything. We worked with her for months. It was great. And then she left. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it was like, wait, 
we have to start from the very beginning with someone else. And we almost didn't go back because the thought of starting all over again. And she was great. Stresses out. And then we, yeah. And then, and then we, we warmed up to her. We warmed up to her we, and it was great. We were both very guarded at the beginning. We were, were like, you have to earn so our trust. guarded. And she was very so patient So guarded. Um, but especially throwing this new level of being parents and the financial and I, I do think I do think one of the things for couples in Hollywood or couples who have artistic pursuits as part of their lives, when, and I think mm. like you're always talking about when or when are we going to do this? How from what money are we going to figure out? You just need to prioritize. Just it, do and prioritize. Which I'm guilty of not doing. Well, we're going to fix it. We're going to work with it. I'm really proud of us for for digging in and, and talking and soft high five, soft high five, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, like I said, we'll have guests in the in the coming weeks, most likely. <laughs> God, I but hope I'm so. But I'm also loving these days and these episodes where we get to just... Check in. Check in with each other, because I love you, and it's fun to love be able you to too. do that. I would say away from technology, which is one of our rules, but this is This technology. is clearly <laughs> technology, but we're not on our phones. But we're not on our phones, this and there's month. no TV. And thank you all for tuning in. Well done. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosewa. And this has been Married, Married to, to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.